This episode is sponsored by Fortinet and their security fabric for retail, enabling robust networking, enterprise security, and centralized management without sacrificing efficiency or quality of experience. Learn more by going to fortinet.com forward slash retail. And thanks to Fortinet, from now on until August 18th, we are running a contest for a huge prize package. As a matter of fact, we will be choosing not one, but two winners for this contest. To learn more and to enter, visit skipkimple.com forward slash contest or visit any of my social media channels. You can earn entries every single day. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and start getting your entries in now. You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 12, August 18th, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive-thru or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Welcome back, faithful tech chef listeners, to yet another episode of the podcast You Can't Get Enough. Or at least I hope so. <laughs> I hope you learned a lot from our contactless payment and contactless dining series. And, you know, I've been sitting back reflecting about quite the endeavor we took together, but I I certainly hope you enjoyed it, learned a little something new, and potentially found some new products to implement. Now, before we get into this episode, I would like to first announce that we have two winners for the Fortinet Summer Prize Package Giveaway, but you're going to have to wait until the end of the show to find out who it is. Now, no fast forwarding, that would be cheating. Today, I am honored to have Charlie Gazetta on the show. Mr. Gazetta serves as the president of BurgerFi, a fast-growing international Better Burger concept headquartered in North Palm Beach, Florida, and I believe we all know the brand. Charlie has been with BurgerFi since 2013, and for the past seven years, he has worked just about every role within the BurgerFi organization, including operations, communications, marketing, new restaurant openings, and franchise development. And combining his experience in each aspect of BurgerFi's business, Charlie has been integral in growing the company from a 20-restaurant regional chain to a nearly 125-restaurant international brand. In his role as president, Charlie is responsible for the oversight of all brand and operational activities, as well as the strategic execution of the company's purpose of redefining the way the world eats burgers. He is going to share with us some of the technology that has made their brand the success that it is today and have a really fun chat also about some pretty cool augmented reality technology that they have tested along the way. This episode is a little bit longer than normal, but it is worth every second. Joining me today, we have Charlie Gazetta, the president of BurgerFi International. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, Skip. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, I want to talk to you about um, how BurgerFi got started first, because I think it's a fascinating story. I've, I've heard the story before, but I'd love for you to share it uh, with our listeners. Absolutely. So 
BurgerFi got started actually back in September of 2010. There was a Burger King restaurant in a town called Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, uh, which is in Florida. It's in Fort Lauderdale Beach, Florida, the northernmost tip of Fort Lauderdale Beach. And Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, which you and, and your listeners probably have never heard of unless they've been there, is really a tiny little retiree beach town uh, known mostly for northerners coming down to spend the winter holiday and certainly not known for starting multi-million dollar restaurant companies. But that's where our story begins. And the Burger King that's there was there for about 12 years, freestanding unit drive through, ended up shutting down. We took over the space in September of 2010 and about five months and uh, $600,000 later, we were able to open up the first Burger Five. And in February 5th of 2011, we officially opened the doors of the first Burger Fi restaurant. And along the way, as we were building and putting the sign up, people, you know, thought we were crazy. They said, how does a, a brand like Burger King with 20, 25,000 units globally, a recognized brand around the world, unable to survive at that location, going to allow a no-name, new concept with no following and, and no brand awareness, uh, be able to come into that spot and, and try to survive. And the long story short of it is that in our first year of operations, we did three times more in top-line revenue than the Burger King had done in the best year of the 12 years that they were operating there previously. And, uh, they did about $800,000 in, in their in their best year, and we did about $2.4 million, $2.5 in our first year. So then we opened up the, the second unit about 40 miles up the road in Delray Beach, Florida, also another beach location. And that, too, uh, went gangbusters right out of the gate. And then in 2012, we started franchising. And here we are today in, in July 31st of of 2020, we have uh, nearly 125 restaurants open and operating. We're projected to open it up another 10 or so restaurants this year, and we have pretty big and aggressive uh, expansion goals for the next three to five years after that. Wow, that I love the story. And quite honestly, I spent the past 30 years down in South Florida. I live in. Uh, I used to live in uh, Fort Lauderdale in the plantation area, and I do okay. I do know the exact location on Lauderdale by the Sea. And he, so I want to go back to that piece where you guys took over Burger King. Two pieces to that. What made you think you could do what Burger King wasn't doing? And I guess that kind of leads into the question, what makes BurgerFi different than the other burger brands out there? Yeah, you know, it's all about the food. It starts with the product. Consumer demand and consumer behaviors have been telling us for years and us as in the industry that they demand higher quality, premium, natural food offerings. That's why you see brands such as Chipotle, such as Panera Bread doing incredibly well in their own respective genres of food by playing off of the natural quality, premium, fresh, clean, organic type of a light. And so the whole idea behind the BurgerFi concept and really what's built into our DNA was the idea of natural burgers. We were serving 
the classic American meal of burgers, fries, and a drink or burgers, fries, and a custard shake, that nostalgic classic American meal, but doing it in a natural, sustainable, clean, transparent, and organic type of a light. And up until that point, there were very few in the burger industry, the fast casual or QSR burger industry that were doing anything like that. And still today, there are very few direct competitors that are doing it to the level at which we're doing it at BurgerFi. And the beef is the star of the show. It's an all-natural American Angus beef, no steroids, hormones, antibiotics, chemicals, or additives, no fillers or preservatives, no artificial flavors or colors. It's vegetarian, grass-fed, humanely raised and harvested. The ranches that we purvey from use no cattle progs or ATVs or helicopters or shelters for when it rains. And of course, the meat is never frozen. There's a common misconception in our industry, Skip, that, that is that a lot of burger brands tout the idea of fresh beef. And they bank on the fact that their consumers identify fresh beef with quality natural premium beef. But it's completely untrue. And in most cases, it's a misnomer because fresh beef only means that the beef is never frozen. At BurgerFi, the idea of fresh beef is the bare minimum of what we purvey and serve to all of our BurgerFi guests. Fresh beef is the bare minimum. And then we build on top of that with a natural, clean, organic, sustainable product. And all of our beef is part of the NAE program. And NAE is no antibiotics ever. And that's an important point of differentiation because the FDA regulates that in order to promote or label your products as antibiotic-free or hormone-free or chemical-free, you only have to wean the cattle off of the drugs for a period of 12 months. And by doing so, you're then able legally to represent that that product is antibiotic-free or steroid-free, what have you. And truthfully, we, we think that's a bunch of nonsense because it, it's it's not factual, it's inaccurate, and it's faulty advertising. Whereas the beef that we source and serve is never, ever given antibiotics, gross steroids, or hormones. And it's part of that NAE program, never, ever given steroids, growth hormones, or antibiotics. Well, I can tell you right now, just being a consumer of your product, that when you bite into a burger fry burger, there is a noticeable difference. You can just tell the quality. You can tell something is very unique and special about what you're eating. And I'm not just saying that because I've got you on the phone. I'm saying that because it's true. And, you know, if I've got a go-to place out there, I'm, you know, I don't eat burgers a lot, but when I do, I will go for a burger fry burger. So kudos to all of the pieces behind that. I never knew um, that's what composed um, your, your burgers composed of, but you can definitely feel it as a consumer. That that quality definitely comes through. Let me ask you. Yeah, really I appreciate that, Skip. And, and, you know, consumers have demanded this. It, it's not so much, though, that, that BurgerFi decided that we're going to do a natural product and we hope that people are going to like it. It's that up until that point in, in early 2011, 
consumers were looking more for brands to offer these types of products. And, and, and we really listened to the consumer. We saw the way that the industry was going. We saw the way that the trend was going. And truthfully, the idea of premium quality natural foods, health conscious, active lifestyles is no longer just a fad or a trend. It's truly a lifestyle for many, many Americans all around the country. And, and we believe that our product fits really well into that mix. Your product reminds me and your brand reminds me a lot of the last two food and beverage companies I've worked for. I worked for Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. And now I'm working for Four Rivers Smokehouse. Both of the unique qualities of that is a really cool brand itself and great culture within the company, but also a fantastic quality product. And I, w I lucked out thus far with, with uh, pizza and barbecue. As a matter of fact, I tell people where I worked and they're like, oh my gosh, two great brands. We, we love that. But BurgerFi sounds exactly the same. And let me ask you this, what, what actually attracted you to the company? And maybe you can talk about how you got started with BurgerFi. Absolutely, Skip. And, and, and both those brands are, are uh, favorites of mine. I, I love both those concepts. And, and the Anthony brand has, has been so phenomenal through its years, starting how they started with Runway 84 and, and moving into where they were able to get to from a larger scale brand. They're, they're a phenomenal product, a great brand, beautiful restaurants, and, and, and just an overall great business. So um, excellent brands. I, I completely agree. I was affiliated uh, with the BurgerFi ownership from the very beginning. So I, I was aware of the opening of the first restaurant and, and affiliated with the company at that time. And then upon finishing school and, and getting my bachelor's degree in business administration, I started with BurgerFi full-time in 2013. At that point, I think we had maybe about 15 restaurants or just over a dozen. Uh, and they were just starting to enter the, the franchise growth phase. The, the brand at that point was just starting to get flushed out to really be recognized as what will soon become an emerging brand. And, uh, and I was able to get started on the ground floor of that. And, and fortunately, I landed myself in a, in a growth phase in a company that, that was succeeding and growing rapidly. And that created some upward mobility for myself. Um, and in my time at BurgerFi, I've really been able to work in just about every department, which I love. I've worked in training. I've worked in operation. I've worked in new store openings. I've spent a lot of time in marketing, PR, and communications. And then most recently, the last couple of years, I've been heading up the, the development side for franchising, licensing, strategic partnerships, and non-traditional partnerships uh, around the country and, and internationally as well. And I think having been able to work in all these various departments and, and get a true understanding of the business and a well-rounded understanding of the business has led to my ability to, to lead the company in the capacity that I am now. In our previous conversation that we were having uh, before we jumped on the podcast here was you know, you've done so much within the company. I think that's very important to understand every aspect of it. And I was really impressed with your knowledge of the technology at BurgerFi. Now, that's why everybody's here listening to the show right now. You got a great story. You make me hungry right now, but let's get into the technology, the meat and, meat and potatoes, no pun intended, of, of this podcast. Uh, tell me a little bit about the technology strategies that really have made the brand successful over these years. Absolutely. And I think 
in modern business and today, regardless of what industry you're in, the the need to build on your technology and invest in technology is so substantially important to really be successful today. And, and it's the same for the restaurant industry. It's the same for the franchise industry. And, and BurgerFi, of course, fits in, in both of those categories. And therefore, the need for technology is, is extreme. We were fortunate enough that, that the ownership of our company really gave us the runway that we needed to build the infrastructure of this business to get us to the point where we are today and where we're going to be in the very near future. And as part of that infrastructure building, we really wanted to invest heavily on the technology side. We knew we had a phenomenal product. We knew we had great brand partners in terms of our internal partners, our external vendors and suppliers and purveyors. We knew we had tremendous uh, franchisees and, and entrepreneurs um, focusing on our brand and being able to spread our brand to all different parts of, of, of the world and of the nation. And what we needed was the efficiency and the productivity that we could gain from a technology integration. And so probably about five years ago, we really started heavily investing in technology. And, and it wasn't always perfect. And certainly we made some mistakes along the way. And, and many of, of your listeners may have been in the same boat or, or may one day be in that same boat. It's very easy sometimes to just grab the new shiny tech toy that's on the shelf and, and want to run with it, right? But that could also be very, very dangerous. You could end up spending an enormous amount of resources and not just capital, but time and, and energy and, and, and company human capital on new technology, software programs and infrastructure when you bring them into a company. And if you grab too many, then you don't focus on the on all the pieces at play and you ultimately having kind of a, a mishmash of, of technology integrations that that don't speak to each other, that don't properly integrate and and you waste a lot of time, money and energy. And, uh, you know, we, we made some mistakes along the way, but fortunately, we did it early on with a lot of our company units and, and restaurant support center here in, in Palm Beach, Florida. So we were able to get them out of the way, flush it out. And now we were able to learn from some of those early mistakes. And I think today we have a fantastic uh, technology infrastructure in place at BurgerFi, both from the restaurant level, from the franchisor level, from the entire business, and then from, from a franchisee support side. And, and some of those technology integrations include a online cloud-based project management dashboard system. That's really what we consider the heartbeat of our business. We have a store board, a store dashboard for every single one of our BurgerFi restaurants that have access uh, from the, the general managers, from the franchisees, from the regional managers team, the training team, the technology teams to be able to, to integrate and collaborate and communicate 
on those cloud-based boards. And, and the best part of, of the software that we use is that it's, it's mobily integrated such that you receive a, a text message or a notification or, or a little ding on your phone as soon as something is uploaded or added or a comment trail, uh, comes your way and, and, and it creates for, for real time data feed and communication at the store level. So that, that's an important, important piece of our business. And then, we also most recently added a system called Ubic, Y-O-O-B-I-C. And I highly recommend that, that you and your listeners look into Ubic if you're not already familiar with it. But it's, a, it's an LMS, a learning management system. And we use this predominantly for our training, but we also use it for our communication and our rollout. So as an example of that, the Ubic platform is, is, is the skeleton and then, and then we, um, we dressed it up with the Burger Fi branding and, and, and designed it in the way that we like it. We call it FIDO, F-I-D-O, which stands for Burger Fi Development Online. And we even have a little character mascot associated with the FIDO platform. And, and, and this tool allows us to have our 3,000 BurgerFi family members and team members that are all over the country be able to receive real-time updates, alerts, uh, newsletters, product rollouts, important operational concerns, even crisis management when it happens, in real-time data to be able to ping directly to uh, the recipient, being that of a text message or a notification or an email or a combination of all the above. So this tool is hugely important. It's a major resource of BurgerFi. And I think we found out how important it truly is during COVID-19. COVID-19 stressed the entire world in a way that nobody was ready for. And, and the restaurant business was, was certainly not immune to that. The restaurant business took a, a huge hit. And the ability during that time, from BurgerFi's standpoint, to be able to communicate with our system, any of our stakeholders, that being franchise partners, vendors, suppliers, uh, our, our general managers, our team members in the BurgerFi extended family, we were able to utilize this Ubic software in a way that we had never utilized it before. And, and I'll tell you what, it was an amazing lifesaver. So just hearing you, I, I could literally have, uh, when we started this off, just say, Charlie, you got 30 minutes and go. And I wouldn't have to talk the rest of the time because you have so much to tell about uh, BurgerFi and especially the technology behind it. And you're, you're very passionate about it. And that definitely comes through. Now, and I've over the past few months, I've said the, the brands that have continued to invest in technology during these tough times, and specifically those that had off-premise strategies in place and had their IT buttoned up before COVID hit, those are not only going to be the survivors, those are going to be the people that grow during this time period. And from the sounds of it, you pretty much had all of this buttoned up uh, prior to COVID hitting. Have you made any additional changes to customer-facing technology, for instance, during COVID-19? 
So we haven't made any significant changes to technology during COVID. We're just utilizing them in a different way. So you're exactly right, Skip. We were fortunate that we did have the technology infrastructure in place. And, and when COVID hit and rocked the world in, in a way that was completely unprecedented, we were able to utilize that technology infrastructure that we had in place and that we've invested all this time, money, and energy into in, in a whole new way to run our business. And, and one example of that is Olo. Olo is, is well regarded as, as one of the best online ordering platform services in, in certainly in our industry. And we signed on with Olo back in 2014. They were still relatively new to the space in, in 2014. They were just starting to get the mainstream recognition that they certainly have now and have earned now. And, and we were proud to have started started with Olo back in, in 2014. But up until that point, we weren't fully utilizing the entire capabilities and the entire program and software suite that Olo has to offer. And I think COVID allowed us to really tap into our, our technology partner that we have with Olo in a completely new way. And, and one of those examples is a, a software system that Olo offers called Rails. And the Rails platform allows third-party delivery companies such as DoorDash or Postmates to directly integrate into the store's POS. There's there's a, a kind of a, a funny phrase that that the industry has and has had for the last year and a half or so when it comes to all the tablets in, in the restaurant, right? They call it tablet hell because they have like 12 tablets right there at the counter next to the, the POS register, ne next to the cash register, next to whatever else you have up there at the counter. And the ability to manage that is almost impossible. Forget how it looks with wires all over the place and different blinking lights and sounds and, and ringtones, but it, it's almost impossible to manage. And it's very overwhelming for the team members that are having to answer uh, delivery orders from a tablet to then turn around and input them in into the POS register so that it goes back to the kitchen on the KDS screen while also answering the phone, while also answering the, the guests that might be standing up there at the counter ready to place their order live in person, while also receiving the next delivery order that came in from the other uh, delivery provider. It's, it's, it's very inefficient, it's very overwhelming, and it's almost impossible to manage. Olo offers this Rails platform that seamlessly integrates the third-party delivery platforms directly into our POS and from the POS to the kitchen and the kitchen to the guests. And that's what's most important. And we were able to, to really utilize the heck out of it during COVID-19, and we're still utilizing it today. Because even though COVID has, has started to slow, although it seems like we're the next hotspot down here in South Florida, people are still opting into taking their food to go. People still feel more comfortable in a lot of cases to dine and experience the food that they love and enjoy in, in an off-premise session. And, and this Rails platform and other technology integrations that we have on the third-party delivery side have really been able to, to add that layer of convenience both to our guests 
as well as to our team members. Well, I think you hit on probably one of the biggest points and the biggest takeaway I think we could give to the listeners right here, right now is the fact that if you're looking at something that is not integrated with your POS, stop looking at it, find a solution that integrates because third-party tablet integration, for instance, removes the amount of errors that a, a team member has when they're entering into a POS and the whole distraction piece. And it, it also automatically accepts the orders. So you don't have lost orders through that mechanism. So yeah, I yeah would... you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And, and the problem is, and that many, many of the, the software salespeople will always tell you that their program integrates seamlessly with your POS. And then you go to do it and, and you find out that that's not always the case. Right. Um, so, so we have a term, we like to say that we battle test it before we deploy it out to our franchisees. We don't want our franchisees to have to deal with, with programs or softwares or solutions that are, that are not fully flushed out and that will cause, um, you know, operational headaches or, or inefficiencies and, and God forbid cost any money to the franchisees. If we're going to find out the hardships and work through it, that's on our dime as the franchisor. So we like to say any new program, software, piece of technology, we battle test it in one of our or multiple of our uh, corporate burger fi restaurants. And that's a great methodology to, to do that, um, just to alleviate that pain in the future. And, you know, back to the implementation piece, as your, let's say it does implement into your POS, I'm a firm believer, find something that not only integrates into your POS, but they integrate into multiple POSs so that the technology you just invested that time and energy to implement doesn't tie you specifically to that POS in case you need to make a change down the road. And if you're, if you give yourself that flexibility from loyalty to online ordering to uh, third-party delivery inter- interjection, then it, it opens the door and makes you so much more flexible down the road. And it, from a business perspective, it makes you more nimble. Now, we talked a lot about the integration and some of the back of house stuff. I want to talk a little bit more because I know you've got those Coca-Cola vending machines in your facility, the digital ones where you go up and you can choose your flavor and stuff like that. And I did read that uh, Coca-Cola was actually embedding a QR code in those machines. Do you have that capability in your restaurant to make it a, a touchless um, vending for the for the fountain drinks? We do in 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 the recent Coca-Cola freestyle machines. So they're, they they are called Coca-Cola freestyle machines. They're unbelievable pieces of equipment. Actually, Coca-Cola um, probably about fifteen years back or so partnered with Pina Farina, who's the lead engineer of Ferrari, to come up with the mechanical engineering that goes into these machines. And these machines are literally like the Ferrari of soda dispensers. They are incredible. When you open up these machines and you see how it all works seamlessly and, and, and in an automated way, it's really, truly incredible. They're, they're powered through Wi-Fi. So all of our, our management team members have real-time data feeds as to the status of each and every Coca-Cola freestyle machine. So, so as an example of that, the Coca-Cola freestyle machines you know, have 270 or so different flavors and, a, and an endless amount of combinations. If for some reason you're able to, uh, you're, you're running low on, say, Diet Coke in one of the machines in, in your restaurant in, in Delray Beach, right? You would get a notification 
in real time that says your Diet Coke cartridge is below 5% remaining. And you can even take it a step further through the My Coca-Cola app. You could actually set it up to, to have your credit card stored, have your shipping address stored, and that when the cartridge reaches a certain threshold of, say, minus 5% left in the cartridge, Coca-Cola will automatically order that cartridge for you and directly ship it to the store without you ever even logging onto a dashboard or giving anybody a credit card information. If those are the preferences that, that you as a, as a Verify franchisee or general manager chooses to, to use, you can have it automated so that your cartridges come to you like that. And, and yes, Skip, you're 100% right. First of all, these machines are incredible in the technology that they've always had in it. But because it's a, it's a computerized machine, they have the ability to update these machines powered through Wi-Fi in, in a very seamless and easy way. And, and this new QR code reader is going to be incredible because it will allow any guest utilizing one of the Coca-Cola freestyle machines at the Burger Five restaurants to, to, to choose their drink, to make the, the soda combination that they most desire, and they can do it from the convenience of their own device without having to touch the touchscreen of, of, of the machine. Now, we have sanitation practices in our dining rooms at all our burger fi restaurants and obviously those sanitation practices have been intensified during covid-19 as as many of the restaurant industry and and part of that is is the constant and regular sanitation of those touchscreens on the Coca-Cola freestyle machines however if a consumer is 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 more um up to to wanting to use their phone rather than touch the touchscreen of the machine, they will now have the ability to do that. And we're really excited for Coca-Cola to be rolling that out soon. Yeah, that is very cool. And anybody who hasn't seen it, definitely need to go try it out. Let's talk about back of house for a second and any of the technology that you might have implemented maybe in the kitchen area. Do you have any stories to tell there? Yeah. Um, so when we first started Burger 5 back, back in 2011, we were using a traditional six-foot flat top grill. Very, very standard piece of equipment, especially in the burger industry. Uh, many, many, many brands and full service and casual dining restaurants utilize this piece of equipment. Six foot flat top grill. Six foot flat top grill, however, takes about four to five minutes to cook raw beef to a, a, a cooked burger. And because that burger fi, we make every single burger fresh to order. We don't use heat lamps or microwaves. We don't preheat. We don't pre-cook. We make every single burger fresh to order. The problem with that, Skip, is that when you're making a burger fresh to order on a grill that takes four or five minutes and a giant crowd of people come into the restaurant, which is a good problem to have, can create a major delay in that that speed of service and, and those ticket times. So one thing that, that we've been working on and, and really enhancing and perfecting for many, many years is a completely new grill. And we have two variations of it. One is fully automated and computerized. The other one is manual. But both grills 
utilize the clamshell technology. And that being a platent on the top and then the flat top grill on the bottom. The way that we have it set up proprietarily is, is we have a higher temperature on the top platent and a slightly lower temperature on the bottom flat top. The top platen is powered through electricity, whereas the bottom flat top is powered through gas. And we're able to cook both sides of the beef at the same time from the weight and the pressure and the heat of the clamshell folding onto the beef. Wow. And that brought the five-minute cook time down to 52 seconds. And and on our, our, our most... Um, largest grill variation that we have we can cook 24 raw american angus beef patties in 52 seconds 24 patties in 52 seconds that is amazing i I had no idea they had grills that could do that kind of stuff what about um what about anything else back of house maybe from assembling uh the burgers or anything like that have you ever experimented with technology to maybe streamline that process so we added a, a, a recent piece of equipment, actually, that we added it back in, in 2019. And thankfully, we were able to do it back then because it really came in handy during, uh, during 2020. We call it the Burger Five Burger Build Island. And it's a proprietary piece of equipment uh, that's a mix of stainless steel. It has a refrigerated unit. It has a heated unit. And the whole idea is that it's a dual assembly station allowing one side of the assembly station to be utilized for your in-store guest activity and the other side of the assembly station to be utilized for off-premise dining. So takeout delivery, third-party ordering, uh, mobile app ordering through the BurgerFi app, those are all done on the secondary portion of that assembly station. And the way that we've set it up is we have dual KDS kitchen display monitors on either side of the station so that our team members are able to utilize the technology, have the tickets automatically display on the side that they should be displaying for, and we're able to more efficiently and more productively uh, move the the food through the kitchen in, in a very fast and efficient way. Have you ever taken it to the next level, maybe with I don't know, um, something futuristic to additionally help the team members through that process? So we do, we played around with a piece of equipment and, and uh, it's not quite there yet. The technology is still really, really new, but it was super exciting that we were able to kind of take part in it and, and, and pilot it for a period of time. And, and what it was is, is an, an assembly station that uses monitors and artificial uh, projectors to display on the assembly station exactly what you as the team member are building. So what I mean is this. If, if you're building, say, the Burger Fi Cheeseburger, our number one selling item, that automatically is designed with an all-natural potato bun, Burger Fi sauce, lettuce, tomato, two patties, and American cheese. So if that order comes in, it comes onto the KDS screen, the team member is at the assembly station, they're going to build the product. This projector 
is displaying down on the assembly station exactly which products you need to grab. So it shows the picture of the natural potato bun. It shows the image of the lettuce, the tomato, the pie sauce. And as you're building the item, it's it's showing you the timer so you know exactly what your benchmark time is given what the training manual says to build the burger fried cheeseburger. Then it takes it one step further. So say the team member, say myself in the kitchen, I'm in there, I'm building the burger fried cheeseburger. I go and grab the lettuce, I go and grab the burger fried sauce. But then instead of reaching for the tomato, I accidentally reach for the pickles or the onions. As I go to reach for the pickles or the onions, this piece of technology is so intelligent that from my movements with the camera system and the infrared cameras, they're able to see that my hand is going to the wrong part of the assembly cooler. And the entire assembly station lights up in a bright red and makes an alarm sound like, so you immediately know that, uh uh-oh, I'm grabbing the wrong ingredient. Wow. So Yeah, I was was teasing you about futuristic, but you guys really went there. This thing is really, really cool. And and we got to see it actually at, at the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago. Uh, they, the, the, the group that is producing and manufacturing this piece of technology uh, brought one of the assembly stations down here to our restaurant support center in Palm Beach. And, uh, and for about three or four months, we really got to play around with it. And it was a, a heck of a piece of equipment, that's for sure. Well, Charlie, unfortunately, we are running out of time. I'm going over here a little bit, and I hope you don't mind staying on with me, but I think um, we've got our listeners hooked right now. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is not only to hear about the story of BurgerFi, but you have been, and BurgerFi has been in the news a lot recently, and some pretty exciting things through some uh, very difficult times that we're facing here in the United States. You guys have brought on board new investors and you guys are going public. What does that mean for the brand and the future of BurgerFi? Absolutely. It, it certainly has been a roller coaster. No lying there. Um, you know, to go from from COVID hitting and, 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 and taking the world by storm like it did to now where we are today, looking uh, to the near future to go public, it's it's been a heck of a journey. Um you know, we are in a very fortunate position. I think a lot of brands, specifically in the restaurant space, really took the time during COVID to reevaluate and reset and, and understand what they had been doing before versus what they're going to need to do now in this new world post pandemic. I think at BurgerFi, we were able to, to not just reset or reevaluate but we're actually looking to reemerge as a better brand coming out of the pandemic than when we went into the pandemic. And a part of that is, is our partnership with Opus Acquisition Corp. Um, these guys are, are an unbelievable group of highly successful commercial real estate developers. And, and the way that we look at it is that if you have a great, fast, casual, premium, better burger brand like BurgerFi, that has done very, very well organically on its own to grow. And you merge that 
with a company known for a, a successful track record in commercial real estate development, we think that the combination of those two could be a very, very happy marriage. And the plan with with the Opus Acquisition Court merger is for BurgerFi to be public, listed on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol BFI. We're hoping that that's going to happen sometime in, in, in late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Obviously, these are, are, are difficult, unprecedented times and, and bringing a company public is, is difficult in the best of times. And, uh, and, and when you have some outside forces sometimes working against you, it can make it even more difficult, but we are working hard. We are working efficiently and we are on track for this company to go public by the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, and certainly before the end of this year. Well, what a great story, especially the, the, I love hearing positive stories right now in the midst of all the negative stuff that you hear that's going on in the restaurant industry. It, I hate opening up my email every day and hearing how, you know, people are, are filing chapter 11, chapter 13, they're, they're closing down altogether. I mean, it, it saddens me because there's a lot of well-known brands out there that aren't going to survive. And it, it is a shame. Um, Charlie. Absolutely. Skip. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a self described foodie. I, um, I love restaurants and I've always loved restaurants and it's a, it's a passion of mine and food is a passion of mine. And, you know, it's, it is tough. I'm, I'm on those same email blasts and, and I, and I subscribe to many different publications and I, I see the news and it's sad to see it because you know, not only are these amazing nostalgic brands that have been around for your entire life, but some of these franchises, these are our single unit mom and pop. These are our people's life savings and, and these are our, our people's entire world. So, you know, I, I hate to end on the sad note, but, but it is, it is, uh, it is upsetting to see that, but I hope that we'll all be able to bounce back from it. I hope that the industry, as I said, will be better for it that restaurants will take cleanliness, sanitation, and hygiene to a whole new level, that will take food safety to a whole new level, and, and therefore it will make the restaurant industry a better place than it was before the pandemic. And, and at BurgerFi, that's exactly what we're trying to be a part of. Being a self-subscribed foodie, let me ask you one last question. Off the cuff here, which celebrity chef would you most like to make you dinner? For sure, Gordon Ramsay. I'm a huge <laughs> Gordon Ramsay fan. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. I've been to his restaurants in Vegas, the Gordon Ramsay pub. I've been to the, the, the fish and chip place. I've been to his burger bar. Um, I even like that one that he did, uh, where he went to the, the hotels. I think, what is that? Hotel Hell. But, yes. um, I mean, he is, he is the greatest and he's got, and a video actually on YouTube. He's got a huge YouTube following, Gordon Ramsay. I think he's probably got plus or minus maybe a million, two million subscribers on YouTube. And he's got a video on there of him making a burger in his backyard. And I've personally watched that video probably a hundred times. And if I could ever <laughs> one day have Gordon Ramsay make me a burger, even though I'm in the burger industry, I'd lose my mind. There so that's you go. My answer. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I, 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 you know, I, like I said, I would like to keep talking to you forever because I know you have more technology stories to tell, but I also know you're a very busy guy being the new president of BurgerFi. And 
that even means so much more for you to take the time and, and speak to me and, and the listeners of The Tech Chef. All the best to you. And uh, I hope to have you back on the show again someday when we hit that 500 mark. How about that? When you were you definitely 500 stories, let's celebrate. You'll, you'll be the first call I make when I hit that 500 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you again, Charlie. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much again. Now, wasn't that a great story to hear? You can tell that Charlie has a grasp on every side of the business and a really strong technology vision. I promise you, from now on, I'm going to keep the high-caliber guests coming your way. Okay, here it is. It's time to announce the winners of the Fortinet Summer Prize Package Giveaway. Drumroll, please. And the winners are... William Dalgower and Wendy Green. Now, if I just called your name please send me an email to skip at skipkimple.com or contact me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just get a hold of me and let me know where your package should be shipped to. Now, congrats to both of you and thank you everybody for participating in this contest. And of course, we could not have done it without the generosity of Fortinet. And of course, I've been talking about this the past few episodes. We have a new contest coming your way. I need to hear from you. What is the oddest thing you have ever eaten? Hmm. If you've got a story to tell, all you need to do is pick up the phone and call 954-302-0851. You're not going to get a human when you call that number. You're going to get a voice message. Please leave a one to two minute long message and you're going to be entered in for a $50 Amazon gift card, which will be given away sometime in September. Now, remember, you can't enter if you don't leave us a voice comment. Now, you can also go to skipkimple.com website uh, where there will be a little icon on the right-hand side of the screen that says, send a voicemail. Record your comment right in the browser. Next Tuesday is a surprise episode. Hmm. The reason why it's a surprise is because I have another very well-known name in our industry that is ready to make a very big announcement. So we're kind of working on the timing of that. So I don't want to give away any secrets yet, but we're also going to do a double header next week as well, where I have yet another surprise guest. Surprise, surprise. I'm full of surprises or full of something. Hey, who put that in the notes? Anyways, on, on that note, I've kept you long enough for today. So until we talk again, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. My friends.